Hey guys, so welcome to episode two of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Uh, I just want to say a huge thank you for listening to the first one. The feedback was amazing. Uh, we've got over 100 uh, listeners on the first one already. Uh, and it's only been a week old. Also, one of my clients came back to me and said that himself and his colleagues listened to the first one on their lunch. There was about 10 of them as well, which is great. A few of the members of the gym that I'm in as well have come up and said huge congratulations. So it means a lot, all the positive feedback. If you guys want any content or anything like that covered, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram, at Jane Walsh Fitness, or pop me a message uh, via email as well. So today we have got a special guest. It's a little bit different from what we're normally used to. I know we've only had one episode. I've taken on board that the volume might have been a little bit low. And no doubt today will not be volume low because Orla Freel is here. So let me give you a little bit of background on Orla. I used to work with Orla in one of the big commercial gyms in Dublin. She has since gone back to DKIT to go back studying. Her classes in the gym were renowned for being crazy, in particular her spin. And sometimes her box size class used to be a little bit loose. <laughs> All we needed was the chicken to be running around with. Uh, her enthusiasm is infectious. She was great around the place, and uh, we've stayed in contact since. So she's come all the way down from Castle Shane and Monaghan to come down. Uh, she recently did a takeover with Sinead Rice, who was a makeup artist in Dublin about three weeks ago, and she got an amazing response. And that was kind of when it triggered me that I need to go out and do this. So uh, Orla competed back in May 2017, so not so long ago. In her first competition, uh, she finished seventh. In her second competition, she finished third. Uh, so she knows what it's like to kind of do the hardcore training on both ends of the spectrum with her food and stuff like that. So I think she's the perfect place to talk about the, the three main topics that we're going to discuss today. And they are body image, anxiety, and starting to train in the gym for both men and girls. So first of all, Orla, thank you very much for coming down from Monaghan. I know the South Side is a bit of a foreign world to you. Thank you very much, Shane. Yeah, not used to being in South Dublin, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so just going off what Shane said, I competed, it was only last year, like, um, in the bikini class of bodybuilding, and, like, obviously my training and diet was very, very intense, to say the least, um, for those competitions, and since then, I have gained a lovely, like, tree stone, I'd say, um, it isn't tree stone of, like, pure fat, it is of muscle and stuff like that since, but, um, just a very, very hard thing that I really, really struggle to come to terms with, and I know that a lot of people who have competed before also struggle with this as well, it's just dealing with that weight gain after you compete um, even if you reverse diet and everything like that perfectly which I didn't do I just fucking <laughs> lost my it's shit horrible. completely but um, yeah people do struggle an awful lot with that weight gain uh, post competition from being so so lean kind of looking like as perfect as you could be like if someone was to look at me they'd be like oh like she is perfect like she is abs she's size six size eight like she's tiny or whatever but like it is really really hard just to watch yourself kind of move away from that because it isn't sustainable in any way shape or form like I am not able to fit into my daily life an hour and a half of steady state cardio on a cross trainer 15 minutes of hit training and an hour of weights six days a week like it's just not possible so that was kind of a big thing that I struggled with was all my weight gain post-show then. 
And did you put a lot back on straight away, or did you did you kind of do the reverse diet at all? Or no, you... I didn't reverse diet at all. Um, and whenever I after like my show, I sort of I actually seen it on Instagram about people like reverse diet and stuff, and I said it to my coach, and I was like, like, should I? Is it, what what's a reverse diet and all? Like, should I do a reverse diet? And like, I was literally told like that's a load of bollocks. Like, don't be worrying about that. Just eat a little bit more food of what the foods that you're eating now. And I swear to God, that was all the guidance that I had for post-show and I remember that there was a few times where I noticed that myself like I could not stop eating food like I would honest to god eat a loaf of bread and I actually just would feel horrific after but I couldn't stop eating like even like people probably think I'm messing they're listening to the podcast like you didn't need a loaf of bread and I was like I swear to god I would actually have the toaster beside me and a block of butter and I would be toasting slices of bread and eating it like so I put on a serious amount of weight I'd say I rapidly put on I'm going to say 10 kilos in about three months, I'd say. Jesus. Like, it's an awful lot. I'd say easily put on. To, and, like, a lot of that would have been water. I was very, very, like, swollen and bloated and stuff um, from eating so much food. But, again, like, I remember saying it to my coach going up and be like, here, I can't fucking stop eating. Like, like I'd eat breakfast in the morning. That'd be okay. Say if I was doing something for, like, I don't know, just, like, college or something, that'd be grand, and then go home in the evenings, and same thing again, I would literally just take out, like, I would actually eat, like, full boxes of cereal and all, like, just, and, like, a bowl of milk, and just not thought anything of it, like, I just physically couldn't stop eating, and then I said it to him, and he was like, oh, like, that's kind of normal, like, you know, people feel like that after a show and all, and I was like, this can't be fucking normal, like, But did no he put in a, pa- a plan in place for you guys to kind of reverse diet, no. or he, was he just got you to the show, he just got you to yeah. whatever, or the shoot, just or whatever he did afterwards? to the show, and then just was basically saying that <clears throat> after you compete is, like, your prime time to put on muscle for, like, your next show, because your body has been so, like, starved and it, like literally it actually it has been starved your body like overcompensates for everything so whenever you start eating more food and training more your body's like shit i don't want to feel like that again or be at that lower body fat so it really really overcompensates by like building more muscle and kind of storing more fat if that makes sense not really more fat but it does overcompensate so he was like this is your me in time like to be putting on size that's kind of the only thing that he was driving at me it was like size 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 as in like increase my muscle mass and like my shoulders and my glutes especially because even though I was very very lean on stage I did lack a bit of shape like a bit of size compared to the other girls I was kind of a lot smaller even though I was very very lean I was still a lot smaller than them so that was the only sort of guidance or thing that I took away from it I was like here I need to pack on serious size and I still actually kept my dedication to the gym whereas most people kind of completely fall off the bandwagon and don't train I again literally tunnel vision and I was like I like need to get delts the size of my head like I literally cut like I would honest to god go to the gym still five six days a week but only weights so no cardio and going from an hour and a half six days a week to nothing you can't do that like like I know that now but like because I'm a PT and I've done a course but at the time I didn't I had no knowledge that I was put all my faith into my coach and obviously I can't blame him for that because in a way looking back on it now that I, like I should have researched it a little bit more and alarm bells should have started ringing I should have actually had a little bit more common sense to be like this isn't normal you can't go from doing fucking an hour and a half cardio six days a week to doing nothing like it is hard though you're putting so much faith in someone if one person it, to get you ready for the show it's yeah. you, you do have to get a certain amount of buy-in especially you know yourself as with a PT when you first meet that person they're at, they could be at their weakest point so or they're they're kind of at the point where they kind of 
they're so tunnel vision like you said you were and they just want to get you up on stage that it doesn't mean it doesn't matter what kind of means they go by and it, it, it messes you up psychologically it messes you up body yeah, image wise and stuff like that and if you were to go back what would you do differently what would you suggest to people who are who are interested in kind of getting either a beach body ready or else a little bit more serious going up on stage or getting ready for a shoot um well it, they're, they're two honestly from my opinion i think they're two different things for someone wanting to get ready to like look really well in a bikini on a beach like for someone like Mary down the street there who just wants to lose a few kilos, look nice and toned in a bikini to someone wanting to get on stage. You have to have a very, very different background behind you. Like if I was to go back and review my own personal experience with it, so, like I should not have competed at that time. Someone should have been like, no, you haven't trained for long enough. You need minimum another year to two years of training. You need to put on more muscle before you compete and you need to bring up your calories. I've always been skinny throughout my whole life. Like, even whenever I was a young child and all, like, especially whenever I was, like, a real young child, like, eight or nine years old, I was just skin and bone. But not, I'd never really ate super, super large amounts of food. Um, so I definitely would have advised myself to put in an awful lot more time with regards to weight training, putting on more size, increasing my strength, increasing my own knowledge as well to everything, and then increasing my calories as well. And this is kind of what I keep stressing to girls as well whenever they come to me. I try, like, well, not really anymore because I'm back to college, but whenever I did do personal training, not to get stuck on... 1200 1300 calories because your metabolism adapts to that your metabolism isn't broken and it pisses me off when people think my metabolism is fucked because it's not like well or my coach and put that up today saying my metabolism is broken he's a good guy to follow on instagram yeah he put up a good video earlier about my metabolism broken which is a load of bollocks really yeah no it doesn't it just adapts to them low calories so like in the case of like severe diet diet dieters or whatever like that like us kind of women that have just been feel like they've been dieting their whole life like women that have feel like they've been on the diet for about 10 years and they're only eating 12 1300 calories and they can't lose weight like i don't agree with what he said because i watched his podcast and he was like you you're eating too many calories I would go the opposite to that. If I was taking on a woman, I would get them to increase their calories. So actually eat more food, but also increase their output as well. So get them doing weight training to like help elevate their metabolism. Because your main thing, I really, really can't stress it enough, is that you really need to have your metabolism in a good place. You need it to be working very, very efficiently so that whatever you're putting into your body, you're getting back out of your body, if that makes sense. So if you're eating... 2000 2200 worth of calories or whatever it's not just going to fat you're using that to build muscle your body is really utilizing that fuel um so that's one thing that i definitely would have like i wish someone had said that to me but like you shouldn't compete you need to take another two years have a bit more experience put on a bit more size and get a bit more food and that's such a big thing as well that you see on instagram as well people see the end product of a competition so they see me on stage in a fucking sparkly bikini tan makeup hair looking really really well look unbelievable but you haven't seen the 16 weeks prior to that where i have literally i remember crying on a cross trainer like i had done about 45 minutes and i was like i have to do another 45 minutes of this but i'd be real thick like so i wouldn't get off i'd just be like i have to do another 45 minutes but i would have cried for the 45 minutes and like i didn't care like people were looking at me and they were like what is this weirdo doing and i was like no don't care but like it's stuff like that that people don't say. They don't say like the five o'clock in the morning starts. Like I was literally getting up five o'clock in the morning, do cardio, go to college, do lectures, assignments, go to the gym in the evening, come home, wash my clothes, prep my food, do whatever other bit of college stuff I had to do. On days where I drove up 
to Dublin to see my coach you were fitting that in there as well you had an awful lot of driving I also was driving up and down to Dublin as well to do prep coaching I genuinely cried an awful lot like because I was so stressed about it and it's quite awkward as well whenever you compete because not many people get where you're coming from like if I was to turn around and just say that to a normal person everything I do and they're like oh sure just take a day off but you can't do that when you're competing like you have to just get on with things to a certain extent but um not as severely as what I done but you do have to kind of get on with things but yeah definitely I just don't really like the way it's kind of gone on Instagram people just see that end product and they're just like oh I'd like to do that and it's like no you need would you would you days. go up I do it again because I know when I first met you you were getting ready for another show and that was in February or March yes. this year yeah and you are like you pulled yourself out of the contest yeah out of the prep and thankfully yeah. you did because you were not <laughs> not great to be around <laughs> you always want to catch me on a low no, carb day anyway <laughs> no low carb day but Oreo was not a fun day uh, yeah. and I felt sorry for our clients uh, but oh like... thanks I, <laughs> I was a fucking gem to be around not really massive um, no I think I would I would compete again but I would do it just in a completely different way even whenever I tried to prep again in February I was losing weight normally throughout January and all even if I started in fly fit I actually know you were working there then but I was grand like 100% and then I just got really impatient and I just like slashed my own calories that's the biggest thing I found difficult when I was doing the shoot was I was so impatient and I was yeah. wrecking my coach's head I was like I want this gone he's like you know your, you know the science yeah. yourself why are you telling me what you want it's going to happen eventually yeah exactly yeah. it's horrible it's it's just it's and that's not even just to do with like me or yourself prepping for a photo shoot or a competitor. It's literally even like again, Mary down the street with her four children. Like just being impatient is such a big thing that you just you have to get over it. Like and you just you have to be patient. You yeah, just it will it takes time. Like it didn't take you like you didn't put on like seven stone in like whatever, two weeks. So you're not gonna get that seven stone off in two weeks, if that yeah, makes sense. Exactly, like, you yeah. have to just stay with it like just keep consistent with it but um yeah that was brutal so again that's kind of why I pulled out that again that was completely my own fault I was prepping myself because I just had severe trust issues and I was like I can't trust anyone else with my food or my training but again looking back I went the opposite way and I was like I can't trust myself <laughs> with my own food or training so I think I definitely I've done actually done a bit more research into different coaches and stuff and I think I would like to compete again because I genuinely do enjoy the challenge of it. I just didn't really enjoy the way that I went about it. But personally, I do enjoy competing. How long of a lead in did you give the first time? What do you mean? So when you were getting ready for your shoot, did yeah. you do a 16 week prep? Or how long did you give in? Oh, um, I was, I think I was prepping for maybe 14 weeks, done my shoot, another two weeks, competed for a show, and then another week competed last show. So I was probably prepping for. About nineteen weeks in total. And what would you would you go longer this time if you were doing it? Or would uh, you do it? No, I I think like I didn't have that much body fat to lose. I didn't have more, that much muscle either. Like so. I've seen I've seen the photos. You didn't yeah. have that much to lose. No, in the first no, I place. didn't. Um, I I feel like my timing and everything like that was quite quite good, but I just just the diet plan I was on everything like that was shit. Like I had no fats or anything in my diet. Like and. Like that's just like you that's just that's just silly. Yeah, <laughs> that's just silly. yeah. That's Dare right, silly. Just silly. So yeah, I definitely would change an awful lot about that. Like I would do a lot more research into like nutrition and training. I feel like I kind of threw all me 
tools out of the bag or whatever that is or used all my ba- tools bags I don't used all my so wise used all the tools in my bag if that makes sense because I like like where do you go from an hour and a half on a cross trainer like you can't go two hours on a cross trainer like whereas I should have started off you know 20 minutes okay that's kind of nothing's really happening in half an hour 40 minutes but yeah instead of doing that I just kind of jumped straight in at an hour and then had to go to an hour and 15 and then an hour and a half and you can't do two hours like you just can't and what was the what was the the, the kind of moment that you had that you wanted to actually go up on stage um I don't know Again, I just kind of, I just, I really wanted the challenge of it to compete. And I felt like it would be something that I like doing. As in, I really, I enjoy being really challenged. And I do enjoy weight training. I enjoy eating well. So I was like, okay, why not take this to the next level? And then I do enjoy the bit about bodybuilding where you have complete control over your own body if that makes sense so say if you actually again this is kind of like touching because you can go like the fucking other end of the spectrum here but you can change the way your body looks whenever you're doing bodybuilding so like say if you want to get bigger shoulders you have the power to get bigger shoulders like you eat a bit more food and you train shoulders a little bit more you have bigger shoulders yes it takes a little bit of time but i enjoyed that way about it because it is kind of like it transfers over into other aspects of your life that like control and discipline so I felt like whenever I was competing, I was actually very, very disciplined also within college because I had to keep such a strict time frame. And then whenever, say, if you realise, hop on the scales, lose a kilo, be like, yes, this is deadly. Same thing with college, it transfer through, be like, yes, okay, all these hours I'm putting in, I've got good grades, like I've passed first year, it's kind of transferred through in that way. I did like that aspect of it and I felt like it suited my personality and I just kind of wanted a challenge, I think. That's kind of why I decided to compete. I just went down the wrong path about kind of doing it. And was there anyone that kind of on Instagram or like videos that you watched that kind of kind of inspired you? That kind of yes, you? I used to always follow Jade Wilson. Her Instagram name's changed now. It was Glitters and Glutes, and then she's kind of gone away from fitness and bodybuilding stuff. I guess she had quite a kind of a bad experience like me, um. After, but I remember following her, and I was just in awe of her dedication. Like not even yeah, the way she looked was unreal. But I was just like, oh my good god, like that is discipline for you. Like she's just such a hard working girl. Like between her diet, her job, her training, everything. Like I kind of, I just really. I remember looking at that and I was like, that, that's unreal. Like, that's really, you know, kind of inspirational as to how hard she worked. So that was kind of the first bikini competitor that I followed. But I did follow, like, other people on Instagram as well that were into fitness. Just not that sort of extreme, if that yeah. makes sense. Uh, and one of the things that kind of, it's very difficult for us as PTs and stuff like that is, especially when we're in the kind of getting away from the bodybuilding side is, that a lot of people, I find particular kind of younger people, is that they kind of look as spend a lot of time kind of standing around in the mirror, looking at other people, watching people in between sets and reps, watching a lot of people and kind of comparing themselves to others. Did you find you struggled with that yourself? Or would you what, what kind of tips would you have for people that kind of have that issue? This, uh, yeah, um, a lot of girls, even whenever they would have came to me for personal training straight away, that was their main fear. So they were like, oh, I'm like, the people are going to be looking at me in the gyms. And honestly like i can say from my point of view see even never i'm competing even now to be honest i look at myself in the mirror and i'm like fuck my arse looks deadly there like if that makes sense or like say if i was real real lean and i was training shoulders it'd be like god like my arms look real well i'm looking at myself and that's really the same for an awful lot of people that are the kind of 
classical stereotypes that people are scared of so like the big lads in the gym that are huge and real swole and they're training and all like they don't care about what you're doing <laughs> as much as you like to think maybe that they're they kind really of looking don't. over no like not you in particular but oh, like yeah. people in general just sort of being like oh like you know maybe they're kind of looking at me being like oh jeez maybe I'm doing this wrong they really don't care like they love that hour of their day that they're getting out away from work into the gym to train especially like whenever they're looking at themselves in the mirror they're having a really good time with diet or something like that like they're just too obsessed with themselves to really honestly care about you like when I, and like that's kind of what I would try to get across to girls especially whenever they're starting off and as well whenever if you are in the gym and I it did happen one time whenever I was tra- actually training a girl and she was about to go into like a shoulder press and there was a fella standing across from her and was like oh just just move your hands there you're not really set up right to do that and I, like, I literally turned around and I was like, what? And then he was like, yeah, like, she just seems a bit off balance and all. And I was just like, she's fine. Like, and the pair girl was really nervous training as it is. And her face went bright red. Like, and she was fine. Like, he had no call to say that. And then I went up to him at the end of the personal training. I was like, if you ever cut across me again during a session, like, it will literally be the last thing you do. Like, I, I can't cope with that. So if you find yourself in that situation where you are in gym and someone does come up to you and be like, oh, do this wrong. Sometimes generally are coming from a place of care as in they're kind of yeah, coming from don't, people, don't yeah. hurt yourself or like maybe change this a little bit differently. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But if someone's just being a dickhead, like coming up saying something to you, don't let yourself be walked over. And that's the same with anything in life. Like you were only treated the way you allow people to treat you. So if someone comes up to you in the gym and makes you feel kind of shit about yourself or says something about you, your appearance, whatever you're doing, literally turn around tell them to fuck off and I can guarantee you they won't do it again like they well, won't. That, that kind of leads on to the next question like I've known you for nearly a year now and I've seen two sides I've seen the one that's getting ready for <laughs> a competition and I've got the order that we have now sitting in the house and how what's if you were like you're so comfortable with yourself now yeah. I can I, you've, you've changed as a human yeah. you've changed as a person I know like it's meant it is totally but like, it, it's great like, to see and yeah. I admire you for it. For someone so young, it's not easy to do it. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Everyone has kind of these body issues or little anxiety issues or body image issues or whatever it is. But you seem to have kind of got it so quick, quickly together, so quick, uh, together so quickly. Like what, what, like to say if there's people out there that have those issues or are kind yeah. of struggling with their, to be comfortable themselves, what would be the kind of the tips that you'd have from your own past experiences? Yeah. Um. The main thing that I, like I did go to get counselling after I competed because I developed like an eating disorder as well and I always had traces of anxiety throughout even like my college life even in sixth year and stuff like that I would have suffered from like panic attacks um, and then I just remember I literally had like two actual like fucking mental breakdowns like and I literally just remember bawling my eyes out and then that's where I was like right now I need to go back to counselling but I have kind of always went to counselling on and off so I really can't recommend going to counselling enough like it makes you look at parts of your lives that you don't want to look at and like whenever I go to counselling and stuff like that if things are really really hard I just find myself slipping back into how I was whenever I was 15 or 16 so like say if she asked me something that I'm not comfortable with I'd shut up like fuck off and like yeah, the walls come <laughs> yeah just straight away yeah. so you go back into that defensive thing but I think that counselling is really good because it, it makes you deal with that stuff that you don't want to deal with and if you're carrying that around for your whole life that's just going to affect you like you're you need to deal with that stuff that you don't want to deal with so i definitely would recommend going and seeing someone it can be really really scary actually reaching out to get help because it makes you feel 
vulnerable and that's what I hated because I always had the mentality of like I'm fine I don't need anyone like I can do this like I'm grand but like you actually just need to kind of cop on to yourself and just go see someone get sorted out and another thing that I can that definitely I think helped me is just kind of switching my mentality I had it in my head an awful lot that like after I competed people were always like oh my god like you looked unreal on stage like you look class and even now people are coming up to me like jeez you were in some shape and you competed and all and like you looked unreal and all like fair play to you and I'm sort of sitting there like I'm fucking doing that now like or what's the crack like I was like that for an awful lot of the time people were like jeez like you know you were you had abs and everything like you were deadly and even you'd hear stuff back from people being like jeez like yeah I think old frail she used to be one of the hottest girls around or whatever and now I'm like am I ugly now like that's what was going through my head I was like oh my god like is this like do I need to lose weight for people to kind of like me again that's kind of what you attach your weight loss to it's people liking you um so even kind of whenever I gained a little bit of weight I was very very insecure with that and I remember even a few nights before I went out I actually remember literally sitting in my room crying first of all because none of my clothes fitted me second of all because I was actually I was shitting myself like I just didn't I didn't feel comfortable in like that environment. I felt like everyone would be looking at me, even though they're not like so everyone would be loaded. But uh, like especially in Monaghan in a pub or something like that. But uh, like I, it's you just have to like anyone in your life that is really worth caring about aren't gonna care whether you've put on a few kilos. Like they're gonna stay in your life. Like whether it's your mom, your dad, your brothers, your friends. Like if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend or something like that. Like if you put on a few kilos, they're not going to leave you. And they're the people that matter. Like it doesn't matter what people say. That are just sort of people that you'd say hello to and pass. And if they're the ones being like, oh, just you know, she doesn't look that great. Now she put on a few weight. Don't why why do you care about them? People like they you kind of the inner circle and, thing that yeah. people talk about. Yeah, and I I found that myself. Like I I got sick last year and went into a really bad place and gave up the drink and stuff like that. I haven't drank in probably nineteen months or twenty months, and like I found that the people that are outside the circle are the ones trying to force you and stuff. Uh, and I gave it up just because I wanted to. Um, and the people that don't understand are the ones outside the circle. Why you're kind of, and it's it's not easy. It's not nice, but you find out who your true mates are. And oh, like exactly. I know the the phone's got a little bit quieter and stuff, but it, you do find out who your who who the, the the inner circle are and who you actually want to hang around with, which is which is nice in a way, uh, when you're kind of going through the low times and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, having a good support network around you is also brilliant as well. You should only surround yourself with people that bring you up or motivate you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And that's not always being nice to you, being like, oh, it's good, good effort in that result or like in college or something. Let's just say someone, you got 60% in an exam and your mom's like, cheers, good, well done. But if your mom knows you can get 90%, like your mom should be like here, like, what are you doing? That's not what you're capable of. You're capable of far more. That's having a good support network. So don't don't confuse the two of them by having someone that's really, really nice to you all the time. You need someone that's not afraid to cut you in two whenever you need to be taken down a peg to be reminded that you actually still, you're capable of a lot more. So you really do need to surround yourself with people that are keeping pushing you all the time. And then another thing as well that I found helped me with the body image thing, just to kind of go back to that, was I was constantly looking at myself in the mirror. I would spend like 10 minutes looking at myself in the mirror, picking within the oh just I'd like to change this about my legs or I'd like to change this about like my stomach or whatever and what I started doing that really helped me was not saying anything like that to myself but picking out one thing that I liked 
So it might not even have been my body some days. It might have been my hair. I've been like, oh, my hair's sitting well. I look deadly today. My makeup's looking well. I don't have that like, problem. At, yes, well, you're bald, so. <laughs> but, like, if you're looking at yourself in the mirror all the time and you're constantly picking at things, stop. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? Like, I really, I, I just, I can't, I can't say it in a nice way. Like, you just need to get out of that habit. Like, you would not stand in front of your friend and be like your legs are too fat your arms are too fat like you need to go and lose weight so why would you say that to yourself like you like you're constantly inside your own head so make sure it's a nice place to be like talk nicely to yourself so just try that like just one thing just one thing whenever you look in the mirror that's it and then go on about your day don't think about it again forget about it get a little habit going I like I like the the idea of going to the counseling, and I think that's a, I think that's a very good takeaway point. If that's anything that you take away from today's podcast, is that there are options available. Yes. Uh, do you want to give the name of the place you went to, or is there any other providers that, or is there any charities around like that that you would recommend? Or um, I went to a few. I went to Spectrum Health in Dublin. There's just on Marion Square. Uh, whenever I moved up to Dublin, so I was going to them. It was like once, depending on kind of how I was getting on or whatever once a week once every two weeks depending um, there I also went to the counselling services in DKT which are brilliant as well especially if you are in college and you're kind of a little bit tight for money the counselling services in DKT were free anyway so and they were a big help to me I thought they were brilliant but I'm sure your own college if you are thinking about going to it, whether it's UCD DCU and then like that I'm sure that they all have you know counseling services available to you as well Um, I also went to it's a place in Monaghan I actually can't even remember the name of like the business if that makes sense I remember the name of the counsellor um, that I went to but she was like you give her as much money as you can afford Okay. So like if you could afford 30 or you'd give it to her, if you could only afford a 10 or like that's what you'd give to her, they kind of left it that way. I thought she was brilliant as well. She was a very, very nice woman, helped me an awful lot. But yeah, I kind of went to like three different people just because I was just moving around yeah. a little bit. So I was kind of with that woman at the very, very start. Never was in school, never went to DKT. It was easier for me to go to DKT and then Dublin and then now back to DKT. So I definitely would recommend just just go, if you're in college, go to your college. And then if you're stuck, I went on to bodywise.e to get help with the, like uh, eating disorders and stuff like that. So if you have any problems in relation to that, bodywise.e is very good as well. And then even if you're really badly stuck, just Google counsellors like Dublin and you will get lists coming up. Yeah. Uh, and then one, the, kind of the last topic that we're gonna talk about was kind of getting started in the gym. Uh, like how did you end up getting how did you kind of get into the gym in, in the first place yeah um, I've always been into whenever I was younger I was really really big into horse riding whenever I was younger up until I was about 16, 17 um, I was big into show jumping I've always been active as well just playing different sports and then I just kind of started going to the gym a little bit ended up getting one of my first personal trainers that never was in sixth year Um. And I actually felt that it was really good stress relief for six years. That's kind of why I was like, I was really just starting to look forward to going to the gym two or three times a week, like to just, you know, it's just to get away from school and everything else. I was really more so doing it for stress relief. And then the more I was doing it, I really enjoyed seeing my own progress, not physically. It was actually, I enjoyed seeing moving up like five kilos in my squat or like 10 kilos in my deadlift or something like that, or being able to run a little you bit You some longer. goal at the minute with your squat, don't you, at the minute? Yeah, I just, well, like, during the summer, I squatted 110 
for one and I want to be able to squat 110 for one again I've trained legs with this girl and I don't think my legs have felt the same since I remember training with <laughs> anyone that's trained legs with me has said you this no one, yeah I know I'll never <laughs> forget Luke just fell in what the gym was 100k and nearly died as well 100kg for 30 reps or something like that. <laughs> yeah. and Luke was laying on the floor dead for a good <laughs> half an hour afterwards yeah don't don't like like that's like not you know what you should be doing every day for like day by the way just in case someone's like I want to say I need to squat 100 kilo for 30 reps don't be going in doing that like it's probably won't recover and you'll die and injure yourself but like well, you won't it's, die, good, it's, it's good to push yourself it is it's good I, I enjoy to push myself and others to their breaking points uh, and one of the things I kind of see a lot in the, the the kind of the commercial gym is that you kind of have the astro area where kind of people warm up and yep. then you have the the big kind of big boy area where you kind of have the squats the dumbbells and stuff like that if you were kind of someone who was just starting out training where would you kind of bring yourself to or where do you start off in the gym okay first of all especially whenever you're starting off in the gym i would actually not stay away from the weights there if you're just a naturally confident person and you're coming to me for personal training i have no problem i'll take you over to the weights area bang away no bother uh if you're a little bit more kind of into yourself though and you just find the gym a daunting place i actually generally i would stay kind of astro area and just kind of stick with just like weighted barbells and stuff just to get your own confidence up so as you're like okay i actually can squat here I'm squatting 15 kilos with this the little red bar. Like, I can go over to the big steel bar. So that's grand. You kind of work it as little steps like that. But um, I, do, I, I really think, honestly, like, this isn't a plug for myself or yourself, but get a personal trainer whenever you're starting off, whether it's for three or four sessions or for 30 or 40 sessions. Like, get a personal trainer. Make sure that you are performing exercises correctly that are specific to your goals and as well having someone there like a personal trainer for an hour is like a safety blanket so you know you're like yeah you can kind of relax and be like yeah like all I need to focus on is just doing the exercise here because they're going to tell me if I'm doing something wrong so we don't need to worry about that and I don't look silly because everyone in the gym knows them she's after walking by 10 people saying hello to them so they kind of feel a little bit more accepted into like a gym community whenever they have a personal trainer there with them and then people start to kind of recognize faces and stuff and then they feel a little bit more comfortable going into the squat area. And then you do start to kind of recognize the people that you're training with. Like it's always kind of usually the same faces in that area at six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. You can just end up kind of being like, hey, how are you? <laughs> Haven't seen you in a few days. Where'd you go? Well, not really like sometimes, but I feel like that is a good way to kind of get started off. Like it is about creating a habit, but also making sure that you feel comfortable in that environment as well. And if you were kind of, say if you were to start off with kind of a, a two or a three day kind of split, should I say, mm-hmm. or a training day, start off start off slow. Don't go kind of six days because you're not going to no, last that. That's the biggest mistake I see. And I think that's going to happen in January. Yeah. January is just going to be mayhem in the gyms. Yeah, uh, So kind of recommend kind of starting off for two two or three days. If you're brand new two, to gym, two. even go to one or two classes, go out exactly, for a walk with yeah. the dog. It doesn't have to be necessarily in with the gym. But kind of two days is plenty. But if you were to do a three-day kind of split, what would you kind of break it down to? If you if you were to kind of take someone through a, a sessions sessions mm, for well, again, it kind of depends on them and their own goals. But just say if it was like a girl coming into me, usually if they wanted to train three days a week, I'd probably go like two leg days and then one upper body day. Because usually, again, it all depends on the individual. But like usually, girls are kind of wanting to get the better arse, better legs. They want to be able to learn how to squat. They want to learn how to do whatever they want to get stronger in those specific lifts so that's kind of how i usually would you know kind of set that i'd be two leg days one upper body day but then make sure that you're resting in between them so you're not going like legs upper body legs 
or legs, legs, upper body, if that makes sense. Kind of go legs, take a day off, upper body, take another day off, legs, take your weekend off, go back in it again. And then as well, I feel like cardio has been demonized in the fitness industry, like especially on Instagram. Um, and I don't want people, anyone to think that I was like demonizing cardio earlier on. Like cardio isn't the devil. Like you won't die from doing 20 or 30 minutes on a cross trainer two to three times a week. I actually think that's a great idea because people get so caught up with training their muscles that they kind of forget about the main muscle, your heart. And people don't run, people don't move. They're going in lifting weights. Like your heart is really important. So I am actually, I really do kind of push some form of cardio like even if it's just 20 minutes even if it's just getting off like three or four stops on your bus and like walking that little bit more to work move like just get out and move even if you like feel at the minute if you're listening you're like oh i'm couch potato i need to start with the gym in january gonna do like six day challenge detox whatever it is don't let's just stop just <laughs> just just stop. just calm down okay and just move a little bit more okay it's not that complicated you don't need Go and buy your skinny tees and your booty bands. Just, you need to move an awful lot Stay more. Stay away from those eat, eat your vegetables. Eat your fruit. Drink your water. Eat your gains. Eat your protein. That's and kind of what I'd say. if you were to kind of recommend someone to kind of... as a Social media is such a big prominent thing at the minute, especially Instagram. There's, there's all these social media influencers. All this Hashtag kind of... follow me on Instagram. Hashtag plug. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, really messing, like she's not though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Seriously, though, <I'm> <laughs> Will boyfriends. Uh, so one of the things I was gonna say, who would you kind of recommend to if you if you had say oh. someone coming in from the gym, brand okay. new, one for some for girls okay. and some for lads, and okay. then some if you have both. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay. So I just do like three of each. Say. So girls starting off. Personally, I love Siobhan O'Hagan. Oh, fitness. I think she is just such like a real, honest, transparent fitness influencer. And like she's the exact same way whenever you talk to her in person as she is on the way she comes across online. And she trains so hard as well. Like if you go onto her Instagram, OH Fitness, i.e. I think it's like underscore eight, not hundred percent sure. Um <laughs> Siobhan O'Hagan, OH Fitness. Anyway, I think her stuff's really good. Like she trains so hard and like even her stuff with food and all, she's very, very honest the whole time as well. I I'm I really enjoy uh Siobhan O'Hagan. Uh Caroline O'Mahony as well. First of all, she's in savage shape, absolutely savage shape, but like she trains very very hard as well and i feel like her youtube videos are actually really educational as well like it's not just walking around showing random exercises like she does talk through them even with her food and stuff like that i think her youtube channel is actually great for anyone starting off um i'm trying to think then let me see who else i love i love nikki blackader like i love her like she was my first love in fitness like she was the first fitness person that i followed i love her purely because i actually think she's gas like i just think she's hilarious um and then as well i actually i love ros parcel as well i love her take and things think it's very very refreshing just even with like her food and stuff like that and her content i really i enjoy her and she's like a nice positive body image like i feel like whenever i leave her page i i feel kind of nice about myself i'm like oh yeah and like the way she'd be like okay put your phone down go for a walk and i'm like yes Ros, i will like I, I enjoy that um let me see for guys then i again i love rob lipsit purely because of his enthusiasm i feel like i could take on the fucking world after watching his youtube videos i just feel like he's just so 
enthusiastic and like just enjoys everything about life very very driven and motivating as well and also knows his shit as well like very very knowledgeable uh so yeah i enjoy him um i'm trying to think then who else like who else i enjoy i'd say for fellas then as well i enjoy brandon hardbody he's like over yeah he's over in england i enjoy him as well there's a load of them like there's just there, there is so many but i'd say probably them girls that i mentioned first of all are the ones that i would feel very passionate about because i love watching all their content i feel like they're just they, they leave you feeling nice about after looking at their instagram unlike some people whenever it's like oh my god i feel like shit um just to go on to that i'd say the benefits of hiring a coach kind of just whenever I am talking about you know the education side of YouTube and stuff like that like that is very very good starting off but I again touching on that point I just feel like you should have a coach or a PT just to kind of guide you as well like don't put all your faith in like YouTube as well like it is a great 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 place to start off but I feel like there is just an awful lot more benefits of you hiring a coach or a PT to be like okay so do this a little bit differently do that whether it's in terms of training or food as well actually that was kind of all over the place that answer sorry that's okay uh, I enjoy to go off on tangents yeah you're good at those yes. uh, so I think yeah I think we've mainly covered all the kind of the main topics that we, we were kind of looking to talk about body image anxiety and starting off oh the there's gym. one thing actually that I wanted to say about anxiety as well Um, after that takeover on Sinead Rice's story I got an awful lot of questions and it was like about tips on how to deal with anxiety and the main one that I kind of would say to people is it like right okay like you feel really really anxious nearly to the point you're sick okay I I felt like that as well that I I know how you feel number one if you can't fix it so if this problem is out of your control completely forget about it I know you're like I can't forget about it do this is poisonous for you to hold on to you need to just forget about it if you can't if you can't change it number two then if you can change it do it right now so usually if you're anxious about things you can change like okay I have an assignment to do I have to go to the gym I have to prep my food I have to do whatever it may be it might not even be related to college or fitness I'm just throwing them out there do them so get a to-do list and do them because usually whenever you're anxious it's about stuff that you haven't done and stuff that you have to do they have like you're just sitting there in a ball of anxiety because it's like oh my god oh my god I can't and then next thing you know it's the night before an exam you have to do a load of study you have to get to the gym and then you let it all get in on top of you so sit down write out a list of everything that is making you anxious in your life whether it's college gym whatever it is if it's college if you're like I think I'm gonna fail first year don't don't let yourself fail first year because you're anxious about it. put in some fucking work study and get over it like you can't just be a victim to anxiety or body image like you do have to be proactive with them um, and I think that's a main thing that helped me like I was quite proactive with it like I didn't just sit there I did sit there and cry I did I'm not gonna lie but I also went out and done shit about it like so if you are anxious about things write out a list of everything that's making you anxious if you can't change it strike it off forget about it and then the other things that you can change do them right now like do them right now so as you can be like okay I have that done I'm doing 100%. The only time that you will feel anxious about something is if you're not working to your best capabilities. Like if you're not giving 100% in something and you're kind of doing a little bit shit in it, then you'll start to feel anxious. If you're honest God working as hard as you can, you won't feel anxious about things. You just need to do the stuff that needs to be done. That was a big thing that I just wanted to say as well. That is, that's pretty solid advice. 
I, I really like those those points that you made there. Thanks. Um, so the last kind of takeaway points that I'm going to ask is kind of one point on how to deal with body image, uh, how to deal with our tips to kind of start in the gym and then you already gave your anxiety one. So okay. your one tip for body image and one for starting off from the gym. Why are you asking me to be so concise? I'm not a concise human. I live on tangents. I like tangents. to keep you on your toes. Yeah, well, I live on tangents. But anyway, okay. <laughs> so takeaway point for body image. Do not compare yourself to other people who are on different stages of their own journey. So if you are just starting out in the gym or if you've never been to the gym before, you cannot compare yourself to me or anyone else that has been training for three to four years and has built muscle like an arse. Don't compare yourself to that. Work on improving yourself every single day. So if you're going to the gym three times a week and you've never been before, that is three times more that you've been last week. That is a personal achievement. You are on your way to success. So that is a main thing. Keep talking positively to yourself. So that's probably the main thing I would say about body image. Stop comparing yourself to other people that have years of experience behind them and have like more time to invest in the gym as well. So don't like just focus on yourself. Um, starting in the gym then my main takeaway tip get into the gym first of all don't just sit and talk about it for now and be like okay I'm going to start in January start now get into the gym now there is still like three weeks left of December December 2018 whatever there's still a few times just get into the gym don't wait until January all right and whenever you get into the gym get a personal trainer whether it's only for one session two sessions I don't care make sure you get a personal trainer until you are happy enough to carry out and execute exercises comfortably without anyone there and then you can branch off on your own try a few different things but just get into the gym get a personal trainer educate yourself make sure you know what you're doing that is amazing advice Ora. thank you very I much know. for I know. I she's so wise and so, so modest so modest uh, I appreciate you coming down all the way from Castle Shane. More than All welcome. the way down to the dark south side uh, to do this podcast. Um, I hope the advice was useful to you guys. If you have any feedback at all, uh, drop us both a message. What's your name on Instagram? Just Orla Freel. O-R-L-A-F-R-I-E-L. Uh, or else if you want to DM me and any feedback that you guys have or any questions or any topics that you guys want us to cover or if you want Orla back on the show let us know we'll do a little bit of a vote as well hopefully she'll come back if you uh, vote no I will drive in I'm going to vote all the no's and I will stab you <laughs> well hopefully she doesn't <laughs> that was an empty threat Orla's really lovely no I swear to God she just needs a coffee I won't, I won't stab anyone yes uh, guys thank you very much for listening and I will speak to you guys soon thank, thank you very you much bye.